0: Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib.
1: Good day, good day, Kingdom Corner Podcast devotees. The great Matt guybe here with you once again from the sunny Pacific Northwest in the middle of January. It feels like a spring day out there, and I'm so excited to come to you once again with another wonderful, wonderful episode, another wonderful interview uh, from a young man from the Chicago area uh, named Edwin Matos, and I'll just let him introduce himself now, and we'll get right into this episode
0: sure my name is edwin a little bit about myself um 14 years serving the lord uh wholeheartedly committed uh surrendered um heard the gospel at the age of eight Experienced uh some supernatural experiences on on my way to this surrender, and uh and God would always be there between the age of eight and, and the age of 27. He would always hear me even though I was still on the wrong path. So uh, I recommitted myself uh, at the age of 26. Uh, and it's very strange the way God uh, allowed certain things to happen for me to reach uh, my commitment to him. and. And uh uh I became suicidal after going through some uh you know difficulties, uh uh gathering a bunch of gathering of or hoarding, you could say, in my soul, of uh functional uh experiences, uh, growing up in a dysfunctional environment and then experiencing the streets of Chicago, uh, join the gang, uh, try to uh, get away from the gang and went into trying to get some fulfillment and settling down with within uh relationships and could not find fulfillment And that and about the third relationship um it was so chaotic so dysfunctional um that i got to the point of uh doing something that i i thought i would never do and i would claim i would never do and i spoke these words to my mother Um, after she said that I would be like my father, that was my, my breakthrough when I told my mom that I would never lay a hand on a woman. And the moment came where I laid my hand on this woman, this last relationship I was in before my commitment to Christ and all hell broke loose there. And I became suicidal. Um, ended up in a hospital and, uh, for about two weeks I was seeking help. I was seeking counsel. God, the, the, the moment I heard God's voice, uh, clearly it was, w- was when I was planning to, uh, take my own life away. Mm-hmm. And he said, I got a plan for you and your daughter. Wow. Uh, on my first relationship, uh, uh, w- my, uh, ex at that time uh gave birth to to my precious daughter 18 years old now mm. mm-hmm. and wow. so yeah
1: anything else because i'm going to ask you a couple questions here
0: yeah um at during the hospital uh i was there for two weeks they thought i was hearing voices and uh um i was seeking some sort of counsel there for some reason and i would ask for a bible they would not give it to me because they thought i was planning to still commit suicide so uh they kept me on the pills and uh, uh these pills would make me mellow i got i got out of the uh, hospital after two weeks and and uh during my experience after the hospital i noticed that when i didn't take my medication i would get this uh rage sort of say this hatred not only towards myself but towards uh people Um, I was living in, uh, with a roommate and I had one of those episodes where I didn't have this medication and, uh, he said something. And, and, and what he said was after, uh, was after participating in a, in a, in a church service that he invited me to himself. And so, uh, after the service, you know, like I said, I, I'd heard the gospel at the age of eight and I've been loving God since, since that age. And, uh. And uh, he uh, he said something uh, that was that was not very kind to say. <laughs> or, or he said, you know what? Um, you know that when you cry in front of a woman, that attracts them to you. And I, and I'm I'm without medication at this moment. And I took that more than <laughs> just uh, offended. I didn't become I became a monster. The guy ended up moving to uh, Wisconsin, <laughs> so. <laughs> of course, at the moment uh, wow. I was still maturing in Christ, and you know, um, and when I noticed this type of behavior over me, um, I stood inside my apartment for about thirty days. I did not trust myself whatsoever, and I would mm. ask, "Why is this? Why am I behaving in such manner? What is this?" And so I was prompted to pick up the pills, and I'm and I'm reading the labels on these pills and the pills uh uh what's the the word that caught me there was the word bipolar Mm. and i was i wasn't diagnosed bipolar i was only you know i i had a suicidal moment but but i've never experienced i know what bipolar is i i was was i don't know if there's a measure of being bipolar but but i i totally believe that i was not bipolar and i took this pills and i lived in an attic apartment and i took the pills and i threw them out the window wow i threw them out the window and i stood there until i felt peace within <coughs> myself to go back out in the world uh without hurting anyone or myself so um and so at at the last day before i got out of that uh apartment and eh, confidently to uh walk the streets again i i knelt down and i uh, screamed at god and i pondered on the floor because i was still being tormented mm. with this suicidal thoughts and i told god i told god um why don't you just take me with you mm. why don't you just take me with you and and then uh the following Days after that, I felt a peace. Mm-hmm. I walked out, and I and I came across this gentleman that that right now he's with the Lord. Um, he over, I believe he overdosed on on, on drugs. He mm-hmm. he backslided, but he had he, he my ex girlfriend at that moment, the last girl I was with, not my daughter's mom, but the last one I was with. Um, she uh. Uh, at the time before I, I surrendered to Christ, she she had uh, cheated on me with this man, mm. and, and this—if you would look at this man, this man had upside down, upside down crosses,
1: mm. his
0: his his picture, his very image with horns on his head. But uh, to be honest, he did not bear the fruit of a satanist. Mm. But he—I uh, guess he liked those tattoos, and and I see him with a, carrying a Bible. And um, and I we cross paths, and I'm and and he's inviting me to this church, and and I'm you know I'm barely trying to get out of this mess, and and I tell him you know what I I know about churches a bunch of hypocrites at church, and you know what <laughs> I know I know God, <laughs> right? I know God, and you know, what 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 can you tell me? He's like, he says you know what this, and I ask him what's that on your hand? He's like, it's a Bible. Oh wow i'm serving god now and i look at his forehead he has he has a scar and i said hey she got you too huh i warned you Mm -hmm. he's like he's like yeah and i asked was it with the pink bottle (laughs) he's like like, yeah (laughs) i'm like okay um he's like look listen i really want you to come and uh there's a theatrical production going on at this church and I said, "Really, a, th- a theatrical production?" Now, mind you, what I knew about church was was uh, I I grew up as a child uh, visiting a a a cathedral, a, a Catholic church, mm. um, and uh, and he's telling me about the, the theatrical production, and, and i and I like movie stuff, and I like I like the arts of you know theatrical arts, and I said, you know what? Maybe God has something to say to me. Well, why don't we go at it? Let's go, huh? Maybe God just has something to say to me. I was mm-hmm. being totally sarcastic, totally rude and arrogant with this guy, and so uh, and so I go, and when I go to this church, I'm 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 watching what's called the uh, theatrical production of the Prodigal Son, mm. and I'm looking at this play and. I get touched. I feel something I have never felt uh, before, and I feel this weight getting lifted out of me, and um, and I start uh, to tear up.
1: Mm. And
0: I'm like, "Wow!" And so when this speaker came out, um, I heard him speak, but in the manner that this man was speaking, I'm like god is this you what is this what is this i've never experienced such a thing i'm like what is this is this you so then after you know he continues to speak and all this stuff He's, he's sharing a message i uh i told god you know what if this is the man you placed on this earth to represent you then i will follow his instructions but if These instructions that I follow doesn't take me nowhere. That's it. Mm. It's been 14 years. It's been 14 years and uh, that's it. Uh, I don't think I'll ever will visit. That's it uh, ever in my life. Uh, It's been a wonderful journey and here I am now. I came across the school after 13 years in a church. Uh, I hit like a plateau. Um, I understood and I recognize how the religious spirit, uh, functions. And, uh, there were walls, uh, there that, that, uh, pretty much God needed me to take me out of this place so that I could, uh, be placed and set apart and to be taught. And it was also prophesied that I would be, he would put me in a school, Mm, So that then I could go and this walls could break down. Yes, absolutely.
1: That's exciting.
0: Yes. And this is I came to TKC and here we are now.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say a few things and then you're you're prepared with your lesson today, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: All right. I want to just to say a few things. Yes, this is Edwin Mateos. Is that how we say your last name, Ma-
0: sir? Matos. I'm sorry. Matos. No problem.
1: <laughs> All right. This is the third person here on the Kingdom Corner podcast that we've been interviewing, at, like I said, this year of 2022. After two years uh, of me basically teaching on the Kingdom Corner podcast, I felt it was time to begin to highlight some of other uh, of God's saints and gifted people. We might get into this later, but I see that um, Edwin refers to himself, and I know this isn't a prideful thing, as a prophetic evangelist. We'll get into that maybe later, but uh, we want him to teach. But yes, we're with TKC, which stands for King's Company Kingdom Life Coaching School, and that was started by uh, Apostle. Tyler Frick, I've talked about him here before. And like I said, God uh, spoke to me like three and a half years. I've been in the with King's Company for almost four years. This summer will be four years. Uh, spoke to me in the very beginning that he was going to make me like a ladder uh, that people could climb upon and climb over into... Um, greater heights in God, greater things in God. So I believe that's what we're doing here this year on the Kingdom Corner podcast. I'm still going to do some teaching, but I really feel like for um, like we do four episodes a month. At least maybe two of them will be highlighting people here like Edwin. So having said that, I was going to ask some more questions, but I think this message answers the some of the questions. And then after the message, I, I think Edwin will will just let it go and we'll talk if you got time. But this message, here's what I have here. Intercessors, sons and daughters of God, our judge is what his title is. And I was going to ask him his definition in a nutshell of an intercessor, but I believe, Edwin, your message pretty much answers that, right?
0: Amen. It Yes, it does. It, it oh, answers so, the definition of an intercessor.
1: So that's what, you know, a lot of Christians, you and I, are familiar with the term. But I think there might be a lot of our audience that are not. But I think your message, I've been through it a couple times, answers that pretty well. And if it doesn't, we'll talk about that in the end if I feel like we need more clarification. But here we go. I'm just going to turn you loose now. Here is Edwin Matos from Chicago, a prophetic evangelist. I'm just excited to listen to him and have him teach to you today.
0: Thank you so much. Been, it's it's an honor Uh Matt, it's really an honor. It is, I'm humbled. And uh and uh I just want to thank you and I bless you for having this platform and just uh allowing yourself to be used to advance the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So um I just want to pray right now a bit and uh just release Father in the name of Jesus. I ask you, oh Lord, just to uh invade this uh invade this meeting, oh Lord, mm-hmm. invade it in the yeah. mighty name of Jesus and overtake the hearts of the hearers. And, uh, I allow you and I remove myself from your way at this point and allow you just to flow through and just bring forth the message. What understanding in Jesus mighty name, amen. So, um, the way I s- started, uh, discovering about an, uh, an intercessor or what an intercessor is was uh i i was experiencing some uh backlashes i was experiencing some unnecessary attacks um due to that there were certain things that they were done in in uh prayer that were not necessarily things that uh though though it is included in prayer by some that believe in such a way of praying there it's not it's not good and and i'm referring to the terms binding and loosing. um i would bind and, and i would rebuke principalities i would rebuke the devil i would i would use all these things uh and call it spiritual warfare and so um when i started noticing this spiritual attacks uh, and I say unnecessary ones, uh, was uh, the Lord started showing me something. One day I was about to pray, and and, and my prayer, I was about to bind the spirit of division. And so the Lord, the Holy Spirit stopped me. He tells me, do not bind the spirit of division you know and so um what happened at that moment is that um he took me to uh this passage in which how Jesus uh loosed he loosed uh the man that had the legion in him he loosed them he he casted out legion um if you notice in that passage there were people that tried to bind this man but it did not work they this this man uh with the strength of what had him possessed would break this chains and so Um, ever since that, I started investigating, I'd read some books on, uh, one of them being, um, by John Paul Jackson, unnecessary casualties of war. And I stopped the whole binding and losing. And I, I, uh, I would wait and to be prompted by the Holy spirit, uh, to intercede. And so what takes place now is that, um, the Lord allowed me to dig deep. And what I'm going to share is, is a, a portion of it, but but foundationally, it reveals what a true intercessor looks like. And so, if we go to Ephesians 6 12, the Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places, in high places. Okay. Now, um, in my teaching, I share that a police officer has authority, right? But he still needs permission to enter legally into some places where he needs the authority given to him to be put at work. So we have authority. Yes. And you hear this a lot god has given us authority jesus has given us authority to uh cast out demons trample serpents and scorpions you know um and so uh but that does not mean that we get to go into high places anytime we want to rebuke satan and principalities or to bind and lose if you were to dig the, those words, bind and loose, you'll find a whole different definition of what they really mean amongst many. And all these definitions that these words have, they they pertain to the same uh, uh, category, if I may say. So I would scream at the devil without first going before God our judge. And but why God our judge? You'll see why. So in 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 churches i would see in in well i don't want to say in churches but in in the in church where i would what i where i was growing and you know where i grew and in the things of the lord i would see marriages being attacked you know uh marriages and family getting backlash for engaging and rebuking satan and fallen angels now of course they have no idea uh that it's happening because of this simple thing here rebuking satan the archangel michael himself did not rebuke satan he didn't uh, if you look at jude 1 9 but michael the archangel when contending with the devil and arguing about the body of moses dared not bring against him an abusive condemnation but said may the lord rebuke you So how do we really wrestle against Satan and his fallen angels that seek to obtain legal rights against God's people for destruction? Why legal rights, you may ask yourself. Why legal rights? Well, when you look up the word adversary, even the Bible defines uh, the adversary or Satan himself as how he operates. The book of Revelation says that, uh uh talks about the accuser of the brethren right the accuser of the brethren so in first peter five eight it talks about the adversary and that word there in the Greek means antidikos, antidikos, and it means the one who uh brings a lawsuit then needs to be defended brings a lawsuit against one that needs to be defended okay so uh the writer of the book of the hebrew of the of the book of hebrew he wrote this jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever hebrews 13 8 and paul in his epistles um when he wrote to the romans he said this for whatever things were written before were written for our instruction, that through patience and through encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. And I'm using this verses because I'm gonna mention some of the old testament here as far as it comes to uh intercession. Okay. Now you have heard that in an intercessor is one who stands in a gap, right? One who stands in a gap so and it's true uh intercession is really not about praying for self but though it could be because you're standing in a gap between your spirit man and your old nature so in that manner it it it, uh it could it, it is intercession okay so or you may have heard that uh someone who prays a lot is a is an intercessor that's not necessarily true um so watch this because a person could be praying for a lot of things but an intercessor has the heart to to go before God and and prevent God's judgment from falling upon the uh, the one who committed the spiritual crime. Also, an intercessor uh, is one who brings about cases before the Lord. An intercessor also meets with, if you find yourself meeting with somebody and you're investigating uh, an, a, a case that they have uh, because of, probably something hindering them from getting a breakthrough, from getting a healing. You're actually being an intercessor for that person. Yes. Um. So watch this. The word intercession is first mentioned in Isaiah 5312, which is pretty cool because it speaks about Jesus. You know, the very first word is already co- is connected to Jesus there, uh, or the very first mention of intercession. I don't take away uh the the very first time intercession is being described, which I know is back in Moses' time um but the word intercession is first mentioned in Isaiah 53 12 which, and Isaiah 53 12 says this therefore I will divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he has poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered With the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Pretty cool, right? Jesus, here, uh, the Bible says, He who knew no sin became sin, right? He carried, he carried, he bare the sin of many there you already know that an intercessor look at right after it says and he bear the sin of many you'll see that it says and made intercession there by itself you you'll see that an intercessor bears the sin could bear sin but how could an intercessor bears and what does that look like when an intercessor bears sin? well Take a look at this and bear the sin of many the word bear out of many meanings including endure and to bear continuously it also means something that is found in one of the intercessors characteristics and that is forgive this came about after me asking the holy spirit what does it mean to bear the sin the holy spirit revealed this to me i was led to study the word bear and when i saw forgive he reminded me of when peter asked jesus how often shall his brother sin against him and he forgive him so seven times this is peter asking jesus jesus then answers him i say not to you till seven times but till 70 times seven as a result an intercessor forgives continuously Let's find out what intercession looks like in the old and new testament, in the original language. Because when you study the, the uh, it's it's I like to study words in their Hebrew original language, it's a beautiful language to study. I, I encourage you to study it because it has so much revelation and understanding that it that it gives and it it causes a quickening in your spirit of previous things that you have already studied about, that now when you dig deep it becomes it becomes alive in you the word becomes alive in you so the the intercession the word intercession uh it's hebrew meaning means a paga and it means to encounter to meet to reach to entreat to make intercession um i'm gonna go right there and then i'm gonna go ahead and this uh describe a bit of what that looks like in scripture but also going to show you the root word of intercession in a greek and i'm not going to go there i'm going to try to uh pronounce this word in a greek and and took or kano it could be what it's in h and it means an interview uh supplication prayer intercession and it means, one of the definitions, it means to light upon a person or a thing, to fall in with, uh, hit upon a person or a thing, to make intercession for anyone, okay? Pretty much similar to what the Hebrew definitions look like, to meet, light upon, join, to meet. See, so in the Greek and in the uh, Hebrew, this words, this definitions for intercession and the root of it, uh, are pretty much similar. In 2 Chronicles, here will we here's where you're gonna see that why God did judge. In 2 Chronicles 20, more than two tribes came to start a battle against Jehoshaphat. The Bible says that the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the first ways of his father David. Watch his response to the matter. Watch this. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites and with them. Some of the menunites came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea. And behold, they are in Hazazan Tamar, that is, Angadhi. Verse 3, Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities Judah came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah in Jerusalem and the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of Of This land before your people Israel and gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. Verse eight. And they have lived in it and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, we will stand before this house and before you for your name is in this house and cry out to you in our affliction, and you were here and safe. And now behold, the men of Ammon, and Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came from the land of Egypt, and whom they avoided and did not destroy, behold, they reward us by coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Verse 12, oh, our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Now, watch this. He made intercession and dead out of a good fear. I can imagine him a man that God was with because he followed David's a man after God's own heart. He followed his ways. I don't know about you, but the more I get closer to God, the more I'm filled with his love for his people. And I believe that Jehoshaphat was afraid for the people and not for himself. And he followed that fear and love to cause him to proclaim a fast, gather the people and stand in the gap. But why the fast? Well, because it was a great horde of tribes that was coming against lesser people. So he knew that they needed to die to themselves and trust God. Look at verse three. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord from all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord and Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. Now notice that uh, the word court is being used here. You're you're, you're, going to get to understand how an intercessor operates. Jehoshaphat knew about God, the judge, the righteous judge. Notice how he reasoned and pleaded with God. First, he acknowledges who God is, and then he does and and what he possesses. And what does the God do before, right? Before in in the past, what he has done. The word testimonies means do it again. Um, and also what he possesses, what God possesses. So he's acknowledging God. The Bible says, "Trust in the Lord, lean not in your own understanding." And uh, acknowledge him in all of his ways, right? So he then makes mention to God of what he did concerning one of these tribes, what himself and the people did for God after protecting them, and reminding him about the promise he made after dealing with his enemy. And you'll see that in a, in a, in the passages as 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 you read it. And now this is where. What's this? What's this? Um, verse 7 he says did you not our god drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people israel and give it forever to the descendants of abraham your friend and they have lived in in it and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name saying if disaster comes upon us the sword judgment pestilence or famine we still stand before this house and before you for your name is in this house and cry out to you in our affliction And you will hear and save. Here's the thing. You got to understand that they, Jehoshaphat, did not choose to take flight. Jehoshaphat, because of the affliction and the fear that was upon the people, uh, and and, and even in himself, he did not take flight. You know, Jehoshaphat loved Judah. He loved the nation of Judah. And, And that love and that fear only drove him before God, God Almighty god our judge so uh and this is where we see that uh this prayer is intercession for 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 this nation of judah notice that jehoshaphat jehoshaphat brings light upon remember the definitions i shared earlier brings light upon the matter by telling on the tribes in other words, he went he, he went and told on them you know some of you may use uh snitches get stitches but you 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 can't uh, uh, the people of god won't get stitches for snitching we won't (laughs) especially when it comes to uh bringing about justice you know and that's the whole idea of interest sitting as well it's about bringing justice to uh for god to bring justice to the injustice um so what they have come to do as a response for their lives being spared you know so here you got god sparing the lives and not allowing the israelites to uh do anything against these stripes that later on it come try to come against judah now to light upon means to bring justice by exposing the enemy the accuser or the one causing darkness uh well what well, it means causing darkness to flee causing darkness to flee um and this is pretty cool to to bring justice by exposing the enemy the accuser verse 10 in this passage beautiful passage. and now behold notice that that jehoshaphat is is using the word behold here a lot a lot so so he's asking god to take a look at the matter To look at it, to set his eyes upon that matter, because once the eyes of the Lord are set on that matter, on the injustice, I believe that as God beholds the matter in which you're bringing before him, it's going to touch his heart and it's going to move him to bring about that justice that that we're asking him for. The man of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came from the land of Egypt and whom they avoided and did not destroy. Behold, they reward us by coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Admitting that Judah is helpless, that at the moment without him, Jehoshaphat asked God to execute judgment on them, assuring. That their trust is on him. This is amazing. This is one of my favorite uh uh scenes here in this passage where where Jehoshaphat is asking God our judge, our righteous judge, to execute judgment against those against the tribes that come and that that, that that are coming to reward them with evil after uh after something after grace after grace you know one of the things that egypt even till this day a a an egyptian mentality of that time hates is grace so they they so so grace being shown onto them they they're not going to respect that as you can see in the passages so um now you got in Matthew eighteen, I want you to notice something, and I want you to notice something. Okay, verse twelve says, "Our God will." And and I'm sorry. Verse twelve and and the end. Uh, the end of my teaching here for uh Jehoshaphat's uh intercession says that our God will. Will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Okay, so so he answered he answers prayer in that manner. And I want you to take a look at something as I go into the New Testament example of what an intercessor uh, looks like, you know, and I want to say that this is only a portion, a foundational portion of what an intercessor is. There's more to this. And I will I'm working on a part two of this thing. Um, but take a look at this amazing, amazing revelation that the Lord uh, showed me as I was as I was uh, digging this. In Matthew 18, there's there's not a so quite similar situation, but in a parable we see a similar response. Let, let let's take a look at it. In Jehoshaphat's story, if you read it on, you'll see the response that God brought against the tribes uh they came against Judah. Um he brought a response and and actually they they the Bible talks about that confusion came upon them and they they all fought themselves and all killed themselves. Watch this. Um in Matthew 18 Reading off of verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had. And that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down. Look at the word fell right there. One of the words that define an intercessor. Fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. Verse 28. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. Verse 29. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion of your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. In this parable, we see that the king was moved with compassion and forgave the debt of a servant who was about to be sold with his family. Notice in the same manner, Israel withheld themselves from invading the Ammonites. This king, because of compassion, withheld himself from selling the debtor and his family. Verse twenty-seven. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. Second Chronicles verse ten. Look at the parallel. And now behold, the man of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade, when they came from the land of Egypt, and whom they avoided and did not destroy. The next thing we see is that this same servant who the king forgave his debt went out and found one of his fellow servants that owed him money and domestically started handling him asking him to pay the debt but even though his fellow servant fell and begged for more time just as he did with the king he did not show compassion whatsoever and had him arrested Verse twenty-eight. But the, that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, "Pay me what you owe." So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, "Have patience with me, and I will pay." And he would not. But when but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. Wow. Second Chronicles. 2011 it's it's parallel right here what's this parallel behold they reward us by coming to drive us out of your possession which you have given us to inherit notice the reward the tribes had every intention to do what they had come to do against Judah now we see the fellow servants back in, in in Matthew 18 we see the fellow servants interceding you notice how the fellow servants felt after they seen such injustice they 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 felt grief the bible says so uh you 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 might have expected uh some prayer here but no intercession it's not only prayer the, the, remember that uh, the word intercession means to meet, an interview, to reach out, to entreat, and it, and, and it looks like it, you could say it's prayer because there's communication. The fellow servants in this case, they 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 felt grief, and uh, on behalf of the victim, you know, and you see a few things here that I, that I'll point point out. One, they saw, two, they grieved, and three, they told. Remember remember what I said earlier the, um, about the definition of uh, bringing light upon or to light upon, which means to bring justice by exposing the enemy, the accuser, and causing darkness to flee? That's what happened with the fellow servants here. They brought light upon the matter. They went before the king and brought light upon the matter. Saw. Let me define his words for you. Saw grieved and told. What's this? Saw an intercessor can sense, perceive, and discern. Number two, grieved. Intercessors also can carry and endure. Told. Intercessor also expose. They declare of things done and they make things clear and plain. Just as jehoshaphat brought light upon the plan of his enemies, the fellow servants brought light upon the matter that took place with the servant that was unjustly treated. Verse 31 with the uh uh fellow servants here. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were grieved. They were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Parallel with that in Second Chronicles with Jehoshaphat, O oh our God, will you not execute judgment on them? As you already know, these two passages end with God's righteous judgment and victory for his people. This is only a few things of what an intercession ought to look like. An intercessor bears the sins of others. An intercessor forgives continuously. An intercessor helps the helpless. An intercessor exposes injustice. An intercessor tells on those that are unjustly treating others, whether those in the natural realm or in the spirit realm. An intercessor goes before God the judge to request execution of judgment on fallen angels, which are the principalities, rulers of darkness, and all that, Uh, stuff in Ephesians 6, and that are responsible for the wicked influence that those that sin operate by. Though an intercessor stands between God and man, an intercessor can also stand between God and the old man. Remember this, for a righteous, oh, this is a question here. Remember this, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises up again. This one really hit me here because this uh, this passage here I always heard it as uh a righteous man sinning that though a righteous man sins even if you read it like that though, though, the for a righteous man sins seven times and rises up again but it it doesn't have nothing to do with sinning y'all it doesn't have nothing to do with sinning because if you're sinning seven times you uh, you you're 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 already got a a bad habit of sinning You know, until you repent before the Lord, you know, and cry out. But what this uh, righteous man falling seven times speaks of, it speaks of intercession. If you dig the word, there's two falls in that verse. And both falls mean something different. But in that first fall for the righteous, it speaks about intercession, praying, laying prostrate you remember uh, elijah uh, he, i i believe he fell seven times to pray for rain to come and on the seventh fall he seen the rain come and he rose back up again it's amazing so what's this what the lord showed me in that word fall doesn't refer to one who commits sin rather one that postures himself to intercede James 5.16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. If you keep reading that verse in James 5, um, James uses Elijah as an example. Elijah falls seven times to pray for rain to come. And rises up again. Wherefore, wherefore, now watch this, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. This is Ephesians 6:13. And I parallel, I parallel that with the latter part of that verse. Uh, Proverbs 24:16: for a righteous man falls seven times and rises up again. Now you see the result of true intercession. God fights our battles. So can I submit to you, by the look of this study, that intercession has to do with one having an encounter with the Holy Spirit to meet with and agree with God so that he stretches out his hand as you plead to him fervently on behalf of an individual, group, or people that need to be rescued delivered, and healed. Amen and amen. And that completes the study there.
1: Wow, that is a real uh, treat, Edwin. I really, you know, I went through this a couple times and studied it, and I think you really had some really good uh, connections here. I love uh, how Jehoshaphat, that account in Chronicles there, how you paralleled that with the. the judge and the uh, the the parable there, where um, the one guy was forgiven, but then he wouldn't forgive the other person. How you brought in the how you tied that together? Uh, I really in, uh, love that, and, and it's interesting when you I don't know if you looked at it, but I did. When you look at the name. Uh, Jehoshaphat means God is judge or God brings judgment, and that's just what happened through uh Jehoshaphat, right? And that's uh, we're talking about that's what intercessors do,
0: correct? Uh huh, amen. Wow, that's amazing. That that's that's it's funny because I'm one that, that studies names every time right. I meet someone, I want to know their, their name, well, but it uh, crossed my mind. <laughs> that's because- awesome.
1: You have to go look that up um, yourself. Uh, And I loved some of these. I just want to ask you this question. I just want to make sure. I think you really define for us uh, what an intercessor is to be doing and and the difference between somebody who just prays and somebody who's an intercessor. But what you were saying in the beginning, and uh, just clarify this, um, wouldn't you say that this is a... um, a tool of the Christian or a, even a weapon that we can wield but it's not for somebody who is inexperienced and doesn't know about this is that's kind of what you were bringing out not just anybody uh can do that unless they learn about it is that what we're what you were getting at
0: i believe that so wholeheartedly uh it has to be studied because you could it see the the enemy it doesn't if, if you break a law here in a natural realm, the the authority does not care. Praise God if they're merciful, but they re, they they in some cases, they're not merciful. They they don't care if you are ignorant of the law. You broke it. Right. So And they and they would treat you in the same manner. If you're ignorant of the spiritual laws and how the kingdom operates versus the kingdom of darkness as well and you're breaking uh laws that gives legal right to the enemy to bring about unnecessary you know causality in your life
1: wow so so uh i wouldn't you agree though that any christian can learn uh, these principles so they can be an intercessor wouldn't you agree with that
0: absolutely wholeheartedly any any you're, you're every i believe that as a child of god we we're, we're all called to intercede right at at some capacity we're all called to intercede
1: there i like that word at some capacity because i think you would also agree with me uh and if you don't that's fine uh that not everyone has uh has as much a calling to intercession there are uh designated um intercessors as it were I, I don't know what the term i would be because uh, it would be because all christians are called to intercede and yet there are specific ones that i guess intercede more deeply or that is their ministry would you not say that
0: i uh, i believe so i believe and like i said earlier there there's much more to this intercession intercession intercessory realm right because i i i i know about there's a, a type of intercession that uh brings about what they call travailing right and and they 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 they, the the way this these people that are that are uh operating with this grace they you would think they're crazy you would think the natural would criticize that because of the uh, of its of the lack of understanding but when you go into a place where they're groaning they're 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 wailing and, mm. and, and it sounds, uh, it sounds out of the ordinary, a prayer, uh, it, for many, you get tempted to what, what's wrong over here, you know, right. but what they're doing and they, they're even crying out, but it, within themselves, they don't feel sad. They don't feel depressed. They don't feel they're crying out, And there's, there's strength within them that the Holy spirit, uh, has given them there's peace. But the 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 way they're winning out and crying out is intercession on behalf of somebody. That, right, that's the type of intercession that would bring about their deliverance. Amen.
1: See yeah. that goes. I'm just going to highlight these points because you brought them out and I think they're so important. The first couple points I wrote down is. An uh, intercessor has a heart to go before God to prevent judgment upon another person. And we sure saw that in the story of Jehoshaphat. We also saw it in Matthew 18, the parable. We saw uh, one that did that and then one that would not do it, and what, what happened because of that. And then you said they look into cases, kind of like a lawyer probably would defend somebody. Is that, is that kind of a good picture,
0: do you think? That's one— but that- Yeah, that would be, and they're more like public defenders.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like that term even better. Mm
0: -hmm. And then,
1: um, let me see. There's so many good things in here. I just want to, I, I like this part that you brought, and it had to do with the parable, Matthew 18, uh, of the fellow servants interceded on behalf of the victim. They saw, that is, they had spiritual perception, we could say. They had, uh, what do you call that, spiritual intuition. They grieved. Mm-hmm. Um, not every Christian, when they're praying, uh, they lean, we all need to learn to do it, but they don't get as grieved and, and carry and endure sin uh, for a situation or a people like some do. And then mm-hmm. they told, that is what I love, they expose. And I think one meaning you gave was, from the Old Testament, it also means to light upon, which just means to bring light. Isn't that what you said?
0: Amen, to it, Yeah, to bring light upon the matter, to <laughs> to expose, sort of say, the injustice being done.
1: And let, let's just hit upon these again. This is so good. So what does an intercessor do? He bears the sins of others. He forgives continuously. So that means... Um, just to clarify for our audience, that means, in a certain sense, an intercession. Inter, oh, sorry, I'm not saying it right. An intercessor can ask uh, God to forgive the sins of others, right? In a certain sense, wouldn't you say that?
0: I would say that. I would. Uh, <laughs> yes, I would definitely say that.
1: Just like we pray for our nation, we intercede for the United States for their sin. We're asking yes. God to forgive. You know, whether it's abortion or other things too, right? Yes,
0: absolutely. Jesus did that on the cross. Amen. Mm
1: -hmm. An intercessor helps the helpless. I love that. Exposes injustice. And an intercessor tells on those that are unjustly treating others. And an intercessor goes before God the judge to request execution of judgment. And that's just what Jehoshaphat, his name means God is judge or God is judgment. That's just what he did, right?
0: That's amazing, yes, absolutely.
1: And then the other point I want to talk about, because I thought we'd have a bone of contention here, but I agree with you, uh, and I'm going to research it some more, uh, but I think this applies. You said a righteous man, I love this verse, falls seven times and gets back up. You said God revealed to you that you felt that meant more the really application was talking about an interceder, an intercessor, falling mm-hmm. and prostate and interceding more than it was talking about somebody that fell in a sin.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um I think that's a good point. Uh, I kind of wondered about it first. I looked it up. I think the application could be either way, in my opinion. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you look, if you look... um. In the life of Ezra, I was reading in Ezra, uh, kind of in, con- in conjunction with your message, uh, Ezra 9 and 10, you know, he was a scribe that was dealing with bringing the people back into the land, and there were a lot of issues. He was a teacher. And it actually says in uh, Ezra 9 and 10, 10-10 especially, that he was a priest and that he actually... He actually identified with the sin of the people because he had to come to them, expose the sin. You probably read it about how they had been in Babylon and they had all entered married. And he actually had to expose their sin. He actually ripped his garments and repented for that for them, but he had to expose it. And then the tough thing was, I'm sure he grieved on it, uh, they all had to put their heathen wives away what that must have been you know and what do oh you do with mm-hmm. the children and all that that must have been a real devastating situation so he identified with the sin of the people uh jesus became sin for us so i think that's also what um is in view by a lot of what you're saying that intercessors identify with people's sin right
0: hmm yes absolutely absolutely wow. they Absolutely, they they come to that understanding. They 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 understand.
1: Right, right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So, do you have any more thoughts before we leave? And well, I, what I'm going to do, you can add a few more thoughts, and then I'm going to have you pray for us, and then we'll, uh, amen. We'll just call it a day.
0: Amen. So, so it uh, just to look at that word, behold, because I think that word, behold, has to do a lot with. Uh, Burthen out compassion burthen out that grief that those fellow servants you know felt because they stood there and they, they were just who knows how intense was this that took place that their eyes were set on that so much so that they that the compassion and the grieving came upon them so when we don't when when we don't seek to a lot of people say pray for me right right and um and, uh, and, and, as Christians, we get approached with this pray for me, uh, thing. Um, but when it it's, it's, it's more effective, I believe prayer is, is effective, uh, when someone spends times in the presence and all that stuff, but there's some prayer that would take someone, if it's their interceding to study, to look at the matter, to look at it. And, <clears throat> and, 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 and so that when they look at the matter, I mean, even Jehoshaphat himself is telling God more than twice, "Behold, behold." Right. You know. So, yes. so I, I think looking at the matter and uh, and and studying the matter would bring about a more effectual fervent prayer.
1: Mm, that's good. Good.
0: Mm-hmm. So, all uh, right. Yeah, brother. that's that's all I got. I'll, I'll pray for you, let's, now.
1: let's just pray f- pray for the audience and uh, Amen. for your message, and uh, that it penetrates the hearts of the people brother
0: amen father we just thank you we we thank you dear lord that uh you allowed your holy presence just to be with us amongst us oh lord as this was being taught we give you glory honor we give you all the praise for it oh lord and i pray in the name of jesus that this uh message would penetrate in the hearts of the hearers lord that he would even quicken oh lord that it would even quicken the, their spirits mm-hmm. in the mighty name of jesus, jesus that they would get a hunger and as they receive an understanding and an enlightenment of this message that's within this message oh lord i pray in the name of jesus that you would raise up intercessors oh lord father god all sorts of types of intercessors oh father god and that lord That we will stand in the gap for this nation. That we will stand in the gap for our cities, for our communities, oh, Father God, like never before. That it would be an upgraded type of prayer that we have never seen or tasted in the mighty name of Jesus. And that you would be glorified and that testimonies will be multiplied. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Father God, and I bless your Son of um, Mac the great Mac Gieb, oh Lord, and I ask you to continue, O Lord, to use this man in mighty ways. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen, brother. Brother Hallelujah. Edwin
1: Matos from Chicago, powerful prophetic uh, evangelist. And uh, Edwin, I'm just uh, so thrilled that you were with us today. I thank you so much. Would you be willing to come back again and share part two with us when you have that?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It'll be an I'm excited. All right, my brother,
1: you have a great rest of your day. Thank you again.
0: You too. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on the Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt guybe Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance a devotional journey through the Book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, SignificanceAcademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner.